Dear everybody, I have a confession to make. I am sick of how we Christians deal with the world. Okay, 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 maybe that's too harsh. Dear everybody, I think we need a new perspective, a wider view of what it means to be in the world, but not of it. There must be a better way. The pace of modern society is often fast. The beat is sometimes frantic. The need to belong is ever-present. Amy, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that perspective change you were talking about. This is my friend Amy Sherman. She's a researcher and a writer, and she's done a lot of thinking on what it means to be a Christian in the modern world. Strangers in a strange land, all that. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about this. Seems like everywhere you look, it's just a mess. Okay. We've got wars, culture wars, climate change, red state, blue state, you hear what I'm saying? Equality issues. And all we Christians can seem to do is just get caught up in it. And we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world, but I'm just not sure anyone really knows what that means. So help me out here, Amy Sherman. Sure. I don't even know where to start. I think your first instinct is right. What if for too long we've been looking at our salvation only as a means of personal atonement. God's plan for all things is a grander story than that. What if there's a bigger question? Like, what is our salvation actually for? That's the key question, right there. Did you hear it? What is our salvation actually for? What is our salvation for? For the life of the world? Amy, I think I need to call you back. There's a title sequence in my front yard. Okay. This is the story of the bigger picture. Evan, welcome to exile. The deeper mystery of faith. This is the story of God's mission in the world and our place in it. I'm Evan. Hi, I'm Evan. These are my friends. Evan, what's going on? And this is For the Life of the World, Letters to the Exiles. Amy. Evan, sorry about that. We must have gotten disconnected. No problem. Where were we? We were talking about the purpose of salvation. What's it for? What is our salvation actually for? Okay, yeah. We are to be in the world, but if we look a bit deeper into the issues, we see that Christians view culture and the rest of the world in a us-versus-them mentality, like we're being invaded. We see it play out in three ways. The first response to culture is what my pastor Greg Thompson calls fortification. We put up walls, shut the world out. It's a bunker mentality. The second common response is domination. Mm -hmm. This approach engages in culture and condemns it, and fights against it. This is the culture warrior mentality. Finally, there are the accommodationists, and they're a response to this war mentality. Hey, Ben, what's going on? Come on over. These are the types that engage culture but completely lose their identities. Everybody drinks and smokes. All right, just one beer. To keep the boat from rocking, we 
Jettison the gospel. Jettison the gospel. Jettison the gospel. Jettison the gospel. Okay, so like I said, this is for the life of the world, and I'm Evan Coons. And what we're trying to do here is establish a clear perspective on being in the world, but not of it. So I've rounded up a group of people way smarter than me to help explain it all. Excuse me just one moment while I make another quick phone call. Hello? Dwight. Uh, hey, Evan, are, are, are we on? Yeah, this is Dwight Gibson. He's the chief exploration officer for his company, The Exploration Group in Philadelphia. People commission him to explore the world and create new ideas for their businesses and organizations. Dwight, I found these all over my yard. Oh, it's a Chinese lantern. Yeah, see what you can find out from me by the end of the episode. Uh, how, how long's an episode? Oh, hey, somebody's here, okay? Listen, I gotta go. Now, for the sake of time, enjoy meeting Stephen Grable through the stylings of my voiceover. Okay, Dr. Stephen Grable is a theologian and scholar. What's up, man? And the editor oh, of the Stewardship Study Bible. Good to see you. He has degrees in philosophy and political science with an MTS, a THM, and a PhD from Calvin Theological Seminary. He's written and edited books on Protestant social thought, Abraham Kuyper, ethics and economics. In other words, the dude knows his stuff. Hey, I got you something. Oh, and when okay, he's not cool. researching theology at Acton Institute, really a think tank in Grand Rapids, Michigan, hey. he's bringing me books and sitting in my library. Signs of Jonas. Come on. That's, All right, that's yeah. And sometimes my art studio. Fortification, domination, accommodation. Man, there's a lot to those ideas. Yeah. I think we need to unpack them a little bit. What do you think? I would really appreciate that, actually. All right. You know, I, I kind of discerned a, a common theme running throughout all of those ideas. And basically, it's urgency. Urgency, urgency. If we don't act now, we're going to end up in some crisis. Crisis, crisis, crisis. And something awful, irreversible even, is going to happen. But, but um, what we have to do is actually take a totally different view of culture. Deep-rooted cultural change takes about a generation, which in biblical times is measured by 70 years. Sure. And I don't think very many of us have the patience for that today. Mm -hmm. We need a whole different perspective on the matter. Are you listening to me? Yes. No, what? I'm sorry, I'm totally... No, sorry. This is something that we forget all the time. That we just fail to remember this, that we're strangers in a strange land. Welcome to exile. Welcome, not home. Ugh. We're all strangers here, and we're all at points estranged from God, but we're trying to find our way home in accordance with his purpose. That's too abstract. <laughs> so that's what I'm interested in. How do we do that? You know what, Evan? The best way to understand exile is to kind of go back to, to the scriptures and what Jeremiah was talking to the children of Israel about in Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29 is the prophet's final instructions for Israel, as well as a promise of restoration before the Babylonians came to take them into captivity. It was a routing of the land, and Jeremiah 29.7 is the key. And what do you think he told them to do? 
Seek the welfare of the city into which I've placed you, and in seeking that welfare, you will find your own welfare. Try that one on for size. What this means is the way we evaluate everything, our success, our purpose, all that big picture stuff changes because it's all about the welfare of the places into which we've been placed, those cities. There's a little bit of me that just feels like it's like we're accommodating the city. I can see how it might seem that way, but it wasn't Jeremiah's intention for the children of Israel to sort of just blend in to the Babylonians. Remember what Jeremiah does before they go into exile? He buys a plot of land, gets the deed to it, and he buries the deed. He buries the deed, not because he'll come back and dig it up later, he'll, he'll be dead. But he does know that there will be a return from exile. He has hope in the fulfillment of God's promises to Israel. And so he's unafraid to enter into that Babylonian captivity because he has faith that God will realize his purposes, even if this present generation is not around to witness it. Huh, let put some things in perspective. Maybe what God asked of the Israelites in captivity, he's asking of us today. Just like John the Baptist pointed to Jesus and the future coming of the kingdom, so we are pointing to a new reality that's off into the future, even if it's somewhat present right now. We're not the Messiah. We're, we're people that prepare the way. Are we willing to do that hard work? For, for something we might not even see? For something that we might not even ourselves be able to envision. stand in the midst of exile while the whole place seems to burn? Can we allow ourselves to do the humble work of sowing and tilling so that another can come along and reap? Can we be so bold as to declare that that work is preparing the way of the Lord? Well, the key though is like understanding what we mean by the way of the Lord. And that's something I don't. I was hoping you'd say that. Come on. I want to say just one word to you. Just one word. Yes, sir. Are you listening? Yes, I am. Oikonomia. Exactly how do you mean? There's a great future in oikonomia. Will you think about it? Yes, I will. Shh. Enough said. That's a deal. It's getting late. I have to go. Okay.